is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins. We are live here at Target Field. Twins and the Red Sox. Final game of the series coming up in just about an hour from now. Pat Dean for the Twins and Rick Porcello opposing for the Red Sox. Corey Provis back with Terry Ryan. Terry, the draft has come and gone. The Twins uh, drafted, I guess, and selected 42 players, 31 drafted out of college, 11 out of high school. And the first four picks caught my eye because these were all position players. When's the last time the, tw- the Twins have gone that route? The first four picks, not a single pitcher in that group. I doubt that we have done that, frankly. We're always looking for pitching out of this draft, and it ultimately fell this way. These were the best guys on the board at the time. We seriously considered a pitcher our, with our first pick, and Kirilov was still there, so we took him. But it's rare, and offensively in the game nowadays, it's tough to find good hitters, so we went this direction. And then we, the second day, of course, we started in on the pitching. But when you do that draft, and it, it's the most important day of any organization, I don't care the, the entire year, you've got to hit on these draft choices. If you do, you set yourself up. If you don't, you set yourself back terribly. I was just speaking about that this weekend because there was a good story in ESPN about the Red Sox 2011 draft and the guys that were in that draft, from Betts and Bogarts to Barnes to... Uh, Henry Owens, Swihart, and the and you look at their roster right now, and all these guys, and it wasn't just first-round picks here, guys throughout the process that have made an impact on the big league squad. Things were a little different back then, Corey, because a lot of the time in 011 and before, players would end up getting to teams like Boston and they'd overpay and sign them. Mm. Nowadays you can't do it because they're ceiling on how much dollar you can spend. So that draft in particular was huge, and it was the last year that CBA – now it's a new CBA with different draft rules. It would be more difficult nowadays to do that. But if you do your work and if you get some luck and everything falls into place, you can have one of those bomber drafts that can set yourself up for another decade. So you're saying that in the past, back 2011 before this current CBA, which expires this season, was it essentially the Wild Wild West? Yeah. It was not a, there was not a cap on, on the money you could spend? Correct. It was the Wild Wild West, and many clubs really took advantage of that, and that's why the rules change. Some of the best players are falling to the best clubs with the most money. Getting back to, to the Twins draft and the guys they selected, specifically the first two rounds, did, did things fall the way you envisioned, or did you have to ad-lib as, as, as guys were taken off the board? No, we got guys we wanted in those slots. You know, Kirilov is a bat and a guy that can play all three outfield positions plus first base, so he's got a little bit of Kepler in him as far as uh, profile and fit. The second guy is a catcher that we liked a lot. He's from Wisconsin, ironically, and He's a, a high school kid that can catch it and throw it and hit it. Now, he's not very size size uh, noteworthy. He's almost a little guy, but What's he's strong. Little guys? Nothing little, wrong little with guys little guys. Little guys are great. Yep, and Pudge Rodriguez was a little guy, so he's <laughs> one of the best catchers in the history of the game. But this guy's 5'10", 190. He's strong. That's big to me, but okay. Yep. And he's a left-handed bat, and he's a guy that we've seen a lot, not just this spring. We see he's been on the circuit. And we know a lot about him, and maybe his makeup might be his best trait. But he'll be in town here, I hope, very soon, and maybe we can get something done and get him on his way. You know, going back to, to Kirilov, and I read the Pioneer Press today, and, and the fact that Alex was homeschooled, that brought some concern from, from your group and Darren? Well, I don't know if it's – the one thing when you you get a kid that's homeschooled is you can't get in the school and talk to teachers. You know, a lot of times you're trying to do makeup work and background work, and you're trying to find out exactly how they 
mix and match. You know, you don't always want to go to the head baseball coach. What's he ever going to say negative about a kid like this? <laughs> Nothing. So you try to get into the school and you try to talk to the principal and the teachers and so forth. He's homeschooled and you just you can't do some of those things. That's the only thing that anybody would raise a red flag about. Is, does the area scout do that? Is that yeah. his job? To, yeah. The to area do that scout, and even in this player here, we have the supervisor get in there as well, and we do the interviews and the background checks and the background work and so forth. So the supervisor, which would have been Mark Komoya, and the area guy, which is Jay Weitzel, they got to get in there and find out what kind of human being we're getting. I always enjoy asking you this question after the draft is over. At what point, what round, what pick did you start to get specific with building and adding depth throughout the organization? That third day would be the area where you start really zeroing in. All right, we need catching, which we, everybody does. So we started jumping in on that catching a little bit on the third day. As you can see, we selected a bunch of them. And pitching is always going to be a need. The one concern I always have about a draft is left-handed pitching because we never have enough of that, and we waited till the third day to get some of that as well. But, you know, for the most part, when you've got Brad Style in there and you've got Joel Leppel, our field coordinator, in the room, and you've got Mike Radcliffe, who has been in the major leagues, the minor leagues, and the amateur world, we all have a fair idea what we need in the system, so we go get it when we when the timing's right, and usually that's the third day. Final thought before we take a break and move on to another topic. With regard to the CBA, certain draft picks teams can trade. Now, what we saw transpire uh, the last few days, you can't trade those picks. Could you see a scenario in the new CBA come 2017 where teams could swap draft picks? There's about half that are on that approach and there are about half that are not just like usual when you take one of these votes for uh, the direction you're heading in the amateur world and I'll tell you when you get in a room and things start to speed up and you don't know who's got what pick and all this type of stuff it would be chaotic mm. if to say the least but you know I think anybody would be open we've already had the ability to trade the compensation picks which there was one this year that was traded the Orioles traded their pick to the uh, Braves. I'm not so sure it's wise for us to get into this bracket about trading these picks, but if we do desire to go that path, it probably would be minimal rounds. Let's say, okay, you can trade your first pick, but after that it's all, all got to be the same. Your first overall pick? Correct. Okay. You know, Some people want to do that, and I understand that because it certainly create a lot of interest and give people more flexibility, and you could trade it for – let's just say a player maybe yeah i don't know if that would be the case but i think we're open to a lot of those things and as long as we don't get too carried away and nobody knows who has what pick and so forth because i watch those guys the last couple of days they're worried about who's picking in front of us on their needs and they start gauging what we're going to do depending on who's in front of them sometimes when you trade all these picks you don't even know who's picking in front of you that's good inside there. We'll take a break, come back. We'll get back to the big league roster. Some injury updates as well from Terry Ryan. Inside Twins continues. Brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field, and your home for Twins baseball. Fox Sports North salutes our nation's heroes with half-price home plate view tickets every Monday through Thursday. Present a valid ID and receive tickets for you and up to three guests. FSN thanks you for your service. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. 
The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Kids grow out of calling mom, mommy. They grow out of sleeping with a blankie. They grow out of eating stuff off the floor. They grow out of race car shaped beds. They grow out of having invisible friends, hopefully. But a kid never grows out of baseball. They grow old with it. The joy, the lessons, and the memories stick with them like pine tar. Give your kid the lifelong gift of baseball. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Twins Community Fund, getting more kids in the game. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Welcome back inside Twins. Corey Provis alongside Terry Ryan. Good insight there, Terry, the last segment on the draft. Now let's kind of get back to the big league club. Some injury updates. Did Glenn Perkins suffer a setback? He, not a setback per se. He just doesn't quite feel right. Now we're going to go the second opinion route here this week and see if we can get this cleared up to the point where we can move forward. I don't think it's a huge setback, if you want to call it that, but it's certainly he's not on the uh, schedule to go out on a rehab assignment like we are thinking might happen here in the very near future. Phil Hughes suffered what was called a compaction fracture when he took that line drive off his knee. He'll be on crutches for a while? Yeah, about a week for sure, and then he's going to have about a two-month ordeal here at Corey. That that was a bolt, and unfortunately he suffered a fracture, and now we'll have to treat it as such, and then we're going to have to ramp him back up. So it's going to be some time. So his season's not over, though. No, right? I don't think so. You know, it's a lot like Ricky Nolasco last year. We should be able to get him up and going here and ultimately at the tail end of the season be prepared to activate him. Trevor May told me the other day that the, what he's dealing with is, is is essentially the same thing he dealt with late last season. Is that is this an odd injury that he's kind of battling here? Well, lower back, they're always tricky. And this one, where it's back spasms, and at times it tightens up on him. At times he's fine. So we put him on the DL just to be careful. I think we can manage this one within 15 days, and he should be okay. Is Danny Santana heading out soon into rehab? Yeah, he should go out early this week, and we'll end up uh, getting him back. And you know, I don't think it'll take him too long to get back to even, but I'd like to see him go out and get some base hits before we mess with him. Will he play center field, or will he kind of move around a little bit? Well, I think I don't want to get too far out there, Corey, but he'll be in the outfield somewhere. Okay. And, you know, it all depends on how he does, number one. Number two, how the young man in center field does here, and certainly Kepler's a piece of this thing. And But he'll be he, he's very capable of playing all three outfield spots, so he'll be out there somewhere. Is the plan to go to Rochester, or, yeah. or is that still? Yeah, so I'll I'll go I to think Rochester is the right spot for him. Miguel Sano, is he a bit behind? Yes, his was more severe, and he had some blood in there and so forth, and 
he took some light swings yesterday, and he's starting to get better to the point where you could see some progress here this week, certainly. But he's going to have to go out probably as well. All right, we'll take our last break, come back, and wrap things up with Terry Ryan next on your home for Twins Baseball. Fritos on a sub? Cold chicken and enchilada sauce topped with Monterey cheddar, chipotle southwest sauce, and crunchy Fritos corn chips. The Subway Fritos chicken enchilada melt won't be here long. Subway, fresh is what we do. Sandwiches prepared in front of you, limited time only at participating restaurants. Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Connell Diamond in St. Louis Park. When you're a mascot like me, there's one job requirement. Optimism. Clear-eyed, full-hearted belief that as long as there's time left, there's a chance, baby. That's what gets my tail wagging, paws pumping, and head spinning. So next time you play the Minnesota Lottery, give in. Jump up and do a victory dance. Because no matter what game you're playing, a chance is always a beautiful thing. Brought to you by the Minnesota Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Let's take it to the field now for some fan reaction, Bob. Thanks, guys. Win or lose, fans agree. You can't beat the great taste of Coop's Original Yellow Mustard. Isn't that right? You're not kidding. There's nothing better than a hot dog at the ballpark, and there's nothing better on a dog than Coop's Yellow Mustard. It's smooth and mellow with just the right bite. Yeah, Coop's is the game MVP for sure. At the ballpark or at home, no one feels a better team of mustards than Coop's. That's Coop's with a K. Head to your nearest Cub Foods and pick up some Coop's Mustard today. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Last few minutes here with Terry Ryan. J.T. Shagwa Terry uh, made his Major League debut yesterday. He's the first, I guess, of the of the group, the power arms, to, to reach the big league club. Shagwa got here before Reed, got here before Birdie. Why? Well, Birdie's down. He's down and extended. But Shagwa's numbers in the minor leagues this year have been eye-popping. I mean, he's done a great job at double-A. We moved him up, and he did a, probably even a better job at triple-A. Now, I got stuck on the roster here. So let's first off, I didn't have many choices, and Shagwa is the best of that group. And it's a little premature to think that he was ready, but we got a little hamstrung with the roster maneuverability. So I brought him up, and he's, you know, he's got stuff. Anybody can read a radar gun with him. But obviously yesterday he was amped up, and he couldn't find the zone, and consequently we paid for it. But he's a talented kid, and he'll be okay. But yesterday was not good. In a perfect world, then, would you rather have had an option that could provide some longer relief, a guy that can throw multiple innings? Well, in a perfect world, I would have gone down to a guy that's got a little bit more AAA experience and a lot more innings, but... I didn't have a perfect world with this situation, so we went and got him. But, you know, yesterday he just could not locate anything. He tried with the changeup. He tried with the fastball. He tried with the slider, and nothing was going over the plate. And You know, that happens with guys when you bring them up. I don't care how talented they are, but this is a different world up here, and he just didn't have much uh, success at all. 
and he'll be better the next time. But uh, yesterday was not good for a lot of people. As we wrap up the show, last thought, we have about two minutes left on the program. Have you had a chance to speak with David Ortiz this weekend? I have. I have. I've got a relationship with David that's been longstanding, and it's not been quite as acrimonious as people might think. I know David was hurt the day that I called him, and I understood that. And like a lot of players, when they leave, you you tell them, go, go out and, and make us look foolish. Well, he has, and that me in particular. And he's been a tremendous member of the Red Sox organization. More importantly, Corey, he's been a great person for the game in general. He's done everything that anybody could ever ask over at Boston. And it's my loss and our loss. And unfortunately, I made a bad decision. I've said it many times. Yeah. I hate to keep admitting it, but I have to. You can't run from something like this. You make a decision, you live with it, and I'm living with this, and it's not good. When you're on the cusp of making a comparable decision, do you have that conversation in your mind? Well, what about David? What about his career? Does that give you pause when you ponder a move? No. Nope. You know, you learn from history. There's no question, but you got to move forward. I've tried to move forward, and David's done so many things that he won't allow that. But my relationship with him is respect, and I know I, I had a talk with him, and I've seen him many times in spring training. You know that. Mm-hmm. But He's gone on to great heights with the Red Sox, and he's their their gain and our loss. All right, Terry, thanks for the time. Always appreciate the insight. All right. All right, Terry Ryan joining us live here at Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. A gorgeous day at the ballpark. Twins and the Red Sox coming up in Game 3. It'll be Pat Dean today, 1-2 and two for the Twins. Rick Porcello, 7-2 and two opposing for the Red Sox. Stay tuned. Chris Atterbury standing by. Today's pregame show is next. We thank you for tuning in on Inside Twins. Stay tuned. More baseball to come right here on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball.